All right. All right. <laughs> Here we are now with another conversation. And today I'd like to talk about Sweeney Todd. <laughs> and this is this is a great movie, a great musical, a great story, a classic story. And of course it's older than just the story that was in the movie by Tim Burton. But, of course, that's what I was watching, which has brought it to mind. And there's there's two little insights that I'd like to share from this. One is that Sweeney Todd... So, just to sort of... I should probably just recap a little bit of the story. So, the story is that Sweeney Todd is someone who is a barber. And he's got this wife and this kid and this jealous judge come and gives him a false charge and he's sent overseas. And then the judge swoops in and marries the wife and steals the kid. And so the story goes that the barber comes back from overseas and he wants his revenge. And the idea is that, well, he gives the judge under pretext of shave uh, slid across the throat <laughs> and so it's a very gory sort of story of throat cutting and blood going everywhere and someone who you think is going to give you a shave but they actually cut your throat so it's it's, it's a real nightmare right it's, it's a sort of a <laughs> the sort of thing that you would <laughs> might give you nightmares if you don't want someone to give you a shave it's a bit you know I'm getting a bit awkward just thinking about how perverse that is and of course it's done in the Tim Burton film very nicely right there's Johnny Depp there's Alan Rickman there's Helena Barton Cohen or Sasha Basha Cohen I forgot the name of the other one Helena something anyway the really famous actor you know who it is and the imagery that Burton does is so amazing right it's so so well lined between that thing of cartoon realism and surrealism right surrealism is surrealism is difficult to do in film it's something that you want to be realistic enough but also not too absurd because if it's too absurd it becomes like a cartoon right it becomes like a something that is you know, in a different world. And you could say that, well, a lot of the Burton films actually became like that. They sort of lost that surrealist edge to it, right? And it's it's sort of like the difference between a Dali painting and an anime or a computer game, right? A computer game is sort of a contrived image, just like a Dali painting is a contrived image, right? But with Dali, there, there's a taste to it. There's a there's a zest. There's a real spice. There's a sort of antique sort of feeling to it. Whereas with a computer game, it's sort of plastic and not quite so real, not quite so earthy. It hasn't got that sort of olden time feeling to it maybe maybe it's the olden time but you know it, it's it's hard to really quantify where's the line between cartoon and 
surrealism. But in this film, Burton really presses the line nicely. So I watched this film and I realized two things that really struck me. One is that the lady who Sweeney Todd ends up having his barbershop over the top of, the pie maker lady, she ends up (laughs) actually using the bodies of the people that he kills to stuff her meat pies. And it's really funny that when she starts doing this, when she starts this cannibalism and starts recycling this meat, that that's when her business takes off, right? Because the whole thing is that she sells the worst pies in London. They're just the terrible, these terrible pies. And then Sweeney Todd turns up, starts slitting throats and killing people, and they use the bodies as meat. And it's it's this big difference, right? Everyone loves it. Everyone's turning up. Everyone's raving about these meat pies. And the insight there the the cultural implication for you and me is that the things that are successful are just taking parts of ourselves and feeding it back to us the social equivalent of this would be someone who kisses your ass it would be someone who just tells you what you want to hear. And this happens in culture. This happens again and again. Things are fed to us just as we want. And it's really the parts of ourselves that are just recycled. It's the parts of ourselves which are just really quite quite low. And quite disgusting. And it is very much a kind of cannibalism. It's very much a kind of just gorging on yourself. It's a kind of just taking the worst of you and encouraging that. Because, of course, you see how it works, right? It's just eating the same part of you again and again. The same kind of person as you. The people that you like are the same kind as you. The people that you admire, that you relate, well, they're just like you. And this is something that really stops us from expanding. I mean, you could say, well, what's the downside, right? It sounds like, You're just giving us what we want. Well, I want what I want. And that exactly is the problem. That exactly is the perverse nature of it, right? Because if you actually found out what it is that you're eating, what it is that you're consuming, you'd be disgusted. Just like if you found out you were eating a meat pie and you were being a cannibal, right? You'd be disgusted by it. You'd be outraged by it. And it's the same with the culture that we're living in. It's fast food. It's alarmist news. It's emotional news. And the news cycle in general. It's politics. 
It's social outrage. It's intellectual ventures. It's stimulation. It's big-time movies like Sweeney Todd, right? Sweeney Todd itself, in in a sense, is in that category. It's just giving you what you want. It's just giving you the gore, right? There's something alarming about cannibalism, and yet there's something so entertaining about it, right? There's something so entertaining about this movie because there's so much blood and guts and this violence, right? And the problem is that, well, this keeps us stuck. It prevents us from actually learning, from actually finding something new. It prevents us from becoming more sensitive. It prevents us from actually keeping in check our animal impulsive instincts. You know what I'm talking about. To allow your impulses to drive your life is to just be an animal. But to recognize them and to not necessarily control them, but to contend with them consciously, that is to become more conscious. That is to become more aware. That is to learn about yourself. That is to discover the truth of the matter. That is to realize, hey, I'm, I'm eating a meat pie here which has human meat in it. I have to stop this. Now, of course, it might be that everyone else around you keeps eating. No one else believes you. And in many ways, that's what it's like when you actually come out of your cultural loops You realize you've just been fed your same old self back to yourself again and again, around and around. And it is hard, right? There is something enticing about the low life, about mainstream culture. There is something that's that's gratifying about it. And yet it is our job to realize there's something more subtle in life. There's something more meaningful. There's something more deep which is living consciously. It's appreciating the simple moments. It's appreciating subtlety. It's appreciating someone who cares about you. It's finding someone who actually has thoughts and ideas which can bring you to a deeper level of living. It's finding new things. It's learning skills. It's experiencing someone else's experience or someone's perspective, right? Experiencing someone else's life, someone's story, or just generally understanding someone else, understanding a different point of view. This is exactly in contradiction to eating a human meat pie. And this is really an insight that comes from Sweeney Todd, which in, in many ways is not obvious, right? It's, it's possible to see the perver- 
the absurdity of it <laughs> and to not really realize the, the, the deeper level of what's being implied there. Now, the second big one that I got from the movie, if the human meat pies feeding themselves back to each other is the first one. The second one is that Sweeney Todd, and we look at the character himself, he's in the same category as the judge. He, in so many ways, does the same thing that the judge does. So the story with the judge is that he stands up on his pulpit, on his pulpit, and he gives out the judgments all day. And there's this scene where he's giving this judgment to this small boy who, you know, stole a loaf of bread or something, and he's sentenced to hang. Right. So this this judgment, this harsh, unfair judgment, is what the judge is all about. He's judging the world. He's judging everyone unfairly. He's being unjust about it. He's being very harsh about it to the detriment of them. Now, Sweeney Todd, he does the same thing. People come to have a shave at his shop and then he judges them as worthy of being killed. And there's actually a, <laughs> there's actually a very funny song in the Tim Burton version where, you know, the... Helena and Johnny Depp are sort of singing about which meat they can use for their pie. And they're going, you know, what about the priest? Or what about the lawyer? Or what about the royal marine? Or what about the poet, right? The problem with the poet is you don't know if it's dead or not. What about the marine? Well, you don't know where it's been, right? <laughs> better better stick with the lawyer and all the 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 priest right so they're looking out the window and judging who can they kill and their judgment is their conclusion is that everyone deserves to die everyone deserves it because that's how the world is right and that's the same as the judge the judge has this outlook where everyone deserves the judgment that he's giving so they're in that same category And the whole story is that, well, Sweeney Todd ends up killing more and more people and he becomes more and more obsessed with his revenge. And what ends up happening is he actually accidentally kills his own wife because the story there that you don't find out until later is that she had poisoned herself and become deformed so she was hard to recognize as the wife and she had turned up turned up right at the climax of the movie and because Johnny Depp was in such his rage of killing he without thinking slit her throat right so it was his own vengeance his own judgment his own violence that brought about his downfall of his family, of the very thing that he was trying to protect, the very thing that he was trying to, in some ways, get back. So that's really the story of Sweeney Todd. It is a tragedy. It is a violent tragedy. And <laughs> in the end, the the boy kills Johnny Depp 
right when he realizes what he's done, right? Because he goes downstairs and he sees the the crippled woman or the deformed woman and he starts to recognize her. And the moment he realizes, he actually gives up and he says, okay, that's enough. So it's a very, very well done dramatic movie. I mean, I love the... I love the imagery in it. I love the 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 colors. I love the music. I love the 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 characters and how quirky they are and I love the costumes. The costumes are just fantastic. So, very much well worth checking out. I mean, <laughs> you might be you might be sitting there thinking, well, of course the Tim Burton film appeals to you, Dosto. That's just the sort of person you are. <laughs> Maybe it does <laughs> maybe it does say too much about my personality to say what kind of movies that I'm into but you know I'm not into all of them I I don't think I've seen all of them I mean he's got the vampire one and he's got a few others as well and <laughs> they they are generally speaking quite good because because they are their own taste right Burton has his own taste he has his own style He's very individual. He's immediately recognizable as, you know, that's a Tim Burton film. It's it's always going to be like that. Even if, you know, some of his more recent ones are a bit a bit more cheesy, a bit more sort of like uh you know, I probably like the earlier ones in that period where he was doing those sorts of things, but at least that's <laughs> something to recognize. And really the thing that I'll end on, or really the the larger lesson from these two insights, is that when you consume culture, you want to have deeper insights from it, right? Because Sweeney Todd, the movie, is mainstream culture. This is mainstream movies, right? It's it's the absolute top big-time movies. It's in that category. And yet, it's possible to have insights about consciousness, about awareness, about cultural implications and what that means for you personally. And you want to be having those. You want to be able to have those connections with your mainstream culture because you can just watch these movies and it can be mindless. You can think, oh, well, yeah, he's, he's really dark, that Sweeney Todd. There was a lot of violence in that. Oh, what a tragedy. He killed his own wife, right? There is all the chance in the world that you can just watch that movie and, you know, be tickled by it. What you really want, what is more important, is that you do have the deeper insights. And the difference, the way you do that, is by actually being conscious. It's by actually having awareness it's no guarantee that the the movie is going to give you awareness. It's not going to expand your consciousness. It needs that extra ingredient, which is your own participation, your own self-reflection, your own actually thinking about it, right? Just, just even thinking about it goes a little way. What did that movie mean? Let me think about it. What is the implications of... A pie shop that feeds human meat. What is the implication of people eating themselves? 
and then it becomes wildly popular, right? If you look at anything, oh, pardon me. Now I'm burping into the microphone. If you look at anything that is popular, that is mainstream, there is an element of cannibalism in it. There is an element of cannibalism. There is this circle of feeding itself back unto itself. And what is the connection between these characters? Why, why is the judge poised as a character against Sweeney Todd? You know, why is he a judge? Why isn't he a shoemaker? Or why isn't he a blacksmith? He's a judge. That, that role is very carefully chosen. And what is the trajectory of Johnny Depp? What is his character in this story, right? This is just thinking about it. And this can help you with your consciousness. This can help you with your awareness. And that is a world of difference away from just sitting in front of the idiot box and watching a movie and then at the end going, eh, <laughs> that was violent, right? That sort of reaction, it's like, well, what are you getting out of your culture? And really, you could, I mean, more realistically, you would make the point that mainstream culture is not conducive of consciousness expanding moments. So you wouldn't watch the movie if you wanted to expand your consciousness, really. And that's, that's the, what we would spend the majority of our time doing, right? You do actually want to be, you know, now we're probably getting too far out for this, the scope of just this conversation, which is, you know, how do you, how do you relate to mainstream culture? How do you actually contend with the mainstream and the things that we are bombarded with, right? That's, that's a conversation for another day, but at least that's something to think about. All right, lest I start to diminish myself even further into ramblings and blabberings, allow me to call that an episode. So thank you very much. Please do leave me a comment. I don't know if anyone's listening unless you leave me a comment. And it's not very often that I do get a comment. So I greatly appreciate it. Please leave me a comment if you're watching. Have a wonderful day. And we'll be back soon with more.